Hello all and welcome to Sweating the Small Stuff, a show where we sweat over the details that make our world richer. For today, we're not actually going to be playing an episode of Sweating the Small Stuff. Uh, I actually recently was lucky enough to be the guest on a episode of my little brother's podcast. Perhaps you've heard of him as the Mind Fiend. He frequents this show from time to time when I need a good co-host. And on that episode of Lockcast, or Life Advice with Keon, we tackle some of the big questions around technology and how technology plays a very interesting role in our lives and how you can use technology to take back your time and focus on what's important to you. And I thought that would be invaluable to my listeners, all of you fantastic people out there listening right now. So I want to introduce you to his podcast and hopefully you'll like it and maybe you'll even go subscribe to it. So without further ado, here is Lockcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lock, L-A-W-K, or Life Advice with Keon, the show where I keep myself accountable, talk to future Keon, and make sure everybody's having a good old time. Uh, and today, I am really excited because I have a long-time caller, first-time uh, listener, person, speaking, per- I'm not, I don't do radio. You got that backwards, buddy. Yeah, long-time caller, well, long-time listener, first-time caller. That Okay, jeez. Hi, everybody. Welcome to <laughs> I have here with me my brother, Cameron, who I am so excited to have on. And uh, we're going to be... Uh, what, what do you want to talk about, Cameron? My name is Cameron Buzar-Jamiri. I am a host of another show that my brother frequently frequents. Hopefully some of you know about it. But I've loved his show. I think it's great because it just cuts to the core of all those annoying self-help books. And <laughs> I... I feel like you always touch on a lot of the important things that have to do with interpersonal interaction, but I wanted to take a minute and talk about our interactions with technology and how that really drains, how that really pulls down a lot of negativity that a lot of us probably don't appreciate and maybe mm-hmm. give some advice on some of the ways technology can ironically help you overcome these problems. So technology can help you overcome technology? Fire with fire. <laughs> I like that. And so um, if we're going in the context of the, I guess, the show in general, where I talk about a topic that I, oh, it was something I've been thinking about today, and then a topic that, that kind of evolves into, and then a letter to our future selves. So for right now, the topic that we've been, I mean, I myself have been thinking about a lot lately, and it's kind of been getting at, tugging at my heartstrings, is, well, I mean, loneliness, honestly. When you're living in the 21st century now, working a job, trying to just make it happen in your life, you spend a lot of time with yourself. And that's not a bad thing, but then you need to, if you're an extroverted person, you need to find those people, you need to go out and be with people. If you're an introverted person, not maybe not as much, but still, like, human interaction is important. On the episode that I did with uh, Katie Lombard about uh, self-help and self-motivation, and at, at the very least, like, self-esteem, you get into those cycles where you're just alone and you don't you can go through drive-throughs you don't really need to interact with another human being for a long time and something that uh, Cameron you and I were ta- have been talking about a lot is how much Facebook and social media and Twitter and Instagram and all those things and something that I touched on with Katie is that those make you feel like you're not enough and by the way listener you are enough please take a second and right now say I am enough I am enough that's hell yeah thank you so with that uh we, we were talking about technology and how that makes you feel worse. And so I'm curious what your take is when it comes to it, trying to fix that, trying to get around the technology um, like feedback loop. Yeah, so I've gone through, I'll call it an evolution of sorts on how I interact with technology. Because when mm-hmm. for, Facebook and stuff first came out, I remember being one of those people who was just sucked in and 
absolutely despise that. Like I would sit there and see, you know, your friends are doing better than you. You're mm-hmm. seeing their hundred. Then you're only seeing your, what is it? 10. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing their <laughs> keep a 100 yeah. while you're just like, I'm a potato. Exactly. <laughs> I was a very handsome baked potato loaded with everything, but still a potato compared to their mm-hmm. good, good steak. It's like Herbie, you're fully loaded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but over time, I came to appreciate that there's just parts of the platform that I hated and at the very least didn't want to interact with. And so over time, I learned how to face them out. And then unfortunately, you know, when you're starting a podcast, you have to be on social media. It helps you get that traction. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I absolutely despise like. I'm happy to go out there, and if people want to talk to me about my podcast and I want to talk to them about theirs, I will live in that moment because I feel like we're engaging. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just scrolling through a news feed saying like, oh, someone went to a crazy vacation, someone's having a good yeah. time with this, someone's got a promotion, I don't want to see that stuff. I'm proud of them for achieving, Yeah, but I don't think this is the forum for those kinds of achievements to be played out. Yeah, well, and especially it turns into those moments where everybody... Let's say that you're friends with, um, I think the average person on Facebook's friends with like 200 people or something. Like, let's just say 200 for now. I don't know if it's more or less. But imagine you have 200 friends and all of them are going through those moments where they're just like, just went to the beach, just went on vacation, just got married, just had kids, all those things. And if there's 200 people, chances are those 200 people are doing one of those things every other day, you know, spread out amongst those 200 people. And so now you see all of them and you're like, they did this, they did that, they did that. And it's completely unreasonable for you to think that you you should equate yourself to those 200 people. Like you should be at your, the, all of their best should equal you. That's mm-hmm. not how life works. Go eat mm-hmm. a piece of pizza and have some fun. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think the big thing for me that I came to realize was there are parts of the platform that I found very valuable. So for Facebook, for example, mm-hmm. I appreciated being able to talk to my friends mm-hmm. in a forum that like a lot of my friends, they would actually complain because they couldn't do text messaging and stuff. And back in ye olden days, because I'm a dinosaur, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was very difficult to send, you know, MMS messages and stuff reliably. So mm-hmm. Facebook was one of the first places where you could send images and gifts and stuff and things would, mm-hmm. you know, show up just fine and you could have those jokes and build those goofs. Yeah. So over time I realized like as soon, I, I basically uninstalled and stopped being on Facebook altogether because I didn't have, I didn't feel it was necessary to show or tout my accomplishments there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no reason for me to have to put that kind of information out there. And then over time, I want to maintain my connection with those friends because it's easier to stay in touch. Mm-hmm. So I would went back to using Messenger. Okay. And so, so the the Facebook Messenger like yeah. feature, yeah. And I would turn but off like not on the the like browser, like the just no, the just, app. Yeah, just the app. Mm-hmm. And um, there are different platforms that will let you like. I know that if you there's a app called Franz F R A N Z. That is a consolidator of your chat apps. Okay. So I would have it configured to be my Google Hangouts, my Facebook Messenger, my Slack. Oh, it does Slack too? Yeah, it does most of the communication services. That's Even does cool. um, Telegram. Yo. So if you ever want to just have a place where as your friends come and go, you can chat with them without having to see the social media aspects of those platforms, I liked Franz a lot because... That let me focus on what I cared about, which was talking to my friends, staying in touch. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> talking oh, to your friends. Talking to my friends. <laughs> oh my God, I just got why it's called that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's like the, the veil has been lifted. I'm so glad I could bring that to you. <laughs> this, was, the, I, this is my treat for today. I did not mean to derail what you were saying. <laughs> so that, that was one of the first examples. And then 
as I continued, I came to realize that there are just certain aspects of interactions that don't need to happen. Like I mm. am happy to post something about like doing something, achieving something. Like unfortunately, LinkedIn, I feel a lot of people, they feel like they have to be on LinkedIn because it's a very easy way to make quote unquote professional connections. Mm -hmm. So whenever professional things would happen to me, I would put it out on LinkedIn, uh, but I never lived there. Like I never, because yeah. the only people who message you on LinkedIn are trying to get you hired for a job you don't want. Yeah. Well, on, on top of that, and I think that brings up a good kind of dichotomy between what social networks are and what people use them for is that like, I, I, I didn't think about it until right now when you just said that, because I know that you don't really use Facebook much for the Facebook. You use it for Messenger. And I think that's the way that a lot of social uh, social media is heading, because right now people are using, like, younger people are using Snapchat far more than Facebook. And apparently, like, I didn't realize that that's the meme, is that, like, Facebook's for old people. Because I think that we're... as a, like as a culture, we're getting away from curated media from like, I went out of my way to make this video or to make this photo or to put out my like thoughts in a way that is kind of curated. Because in Facebook, you can put out an entire album of photos and have like descriptions for all of those things. And a lot of people don't think of social media that way anymore. It's just, I want to communicate with this person and send them exactly what I want to send. And Messenger is far more conducive to that. The, the main case and uh, like example that I'm thinking of is like Facebook stories and Instagram mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. Those are cribbing off of Snapchat because they know that Snapchat is where people are now. Mm -hmm. And with that, people are more apt to just be like, oh, I took a photo. Now I can send it to everyone. And if they want to see my story, they just click on my story and see it. Or even if I create a story, I can send that directly to some of my friends. And then it becomes far more easy for people to see that information without having to scroll through a feed. When you're scrolling through a feed, you're becoming a consumer. Some people think, mm -hmm. and I, I had the biggest excuse in my head for a long time, that was like, no, I'm doing research on my competition. Mm -hmm. It's not. You're just comparing yourself. You feel like crap. And that's, that's you being a consumer, which isn't a bad thing. But to do that all the time can become an issue. So people are more excited to be producers where they are creating content that they send to their friends or that they mm -hmm. send on Snapchat. And same thing with us, making our podcasts. You are becoming a producer. You like to make things. And even if it's on a low stakes, you know, platform like mm -hmm. Snapchat, where you're just sending it to your friends, or if it's in a way where you can like post it somewhere, people are, people just want to be able to create something with the lowest barrier to entry. And that's, what's important is that the, the lower you can make that barrier to entry, more people want to join in like TikTok. I mean, mm -hmm. I know a, I know a lot of people like to give TikTok some crap, but like you can make really cool content super quickly with TikTok. And I thank you so much for kind of get, helping me segue into my next point, which is yeah. that producer consumer dichotomy is the problem mm -hmm. because a lot of people you go onto these platforms and you are going through the feed looking at things mm -hmm. and it's not a conversation. It's just like watching a movie or something. You admire it. You think it's beautiful and you wish you were doing something like it and mm -hmm. you begin to get into your own head because you've gone from Marvel Studios making a big action movie to my friend who has just as much access to the world as I do was mm -hmm. able to do this cool thing and I didn't. What's wrong with me? Yeah. And that's a completely unfair amount of criticism to put on yourself. The, mm -hmm. the point though there is that, that that anxiety you're feeling in a little way is good mm -hmm. because it's your, it's your mind telling you like you are a creative soul. Most yeah. people don't want to admit this to themselves because they're fear, they're afraid of going out there and putting themselves out there and getting knocked down. I know I felt this way for a very long time, mm -hmm. but we all have the opportunity to make content. And so a good social media platform, and I honestly do applaud TikTok. I know I've made plenty mm -hmm. of jokes about it, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a community of 
content creators where the barrier to entry is so incredibly low that it mm-hmm. is basically encouraged. Yeah. So the, the the beauty of it is a community that is active and has high engagement is a community where everyone feels free to share and put their stuff out there and get feedback. Mm-hmm. It's not a community where a handful of people are putting their stuff out there and everyone else is just consuming it and consuming it. Yeah. That's why I don't want to go on Twitter and just look at other people's feeds. I want people yeah. to go on Twitter and if they have small stuff they want to sweat, to share it with me yeah. and be able to discuss it with me. And maybe we can turn to episode. Maybe we can have people on yeah. because I want it to be collaborative. I don't want it to just be me yelling into a void and hoping the void's listening. Yeah. And I mean, to that effect, especially, by the way, quick plug for swaying the small stuff. Please go listen to it. It's a great podcast. My brother runs it. And it's oh, it's it's so much better than this podcast, in my opinion. Cause oh, no, it's, man. Well, it's about like... It's, it's about good. more intellectual topics. Like this is important for life, you know, for every human being. But that is important for the like progression of our of like medium media and medium is that when you think of these things. So the the podcast really quick is just taking a, a video or a movie or something and then taking one part of it and then trying to explain it with science or like peel it apart mm-hmm. and sh- expose the layers like an onion or an ogre. And well, like, to yeah, be, to your credit though, I. Uh, I got a little bit of the motivation from it, from your ideas. From this motivational podcast. Yeah, because here's the thing is you are sweating the small stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I think about sweating the small stuff, I don't want to be thinking about like the things that make me so in my own head that I'm paralyzed. I want to yeah. think about the fun things that I get to explore with my friends and gripe over or nitpick yeah. or really dig into that at the end of the day you gain a better understanding of not just that thing, but how it fits into the world around you. Like the point of swaying the small stuff is to question. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting a little off the rails here. No, no, this, the, and this goes right into the point I was going to make is that you're, so I think of it as a spectrum of on one side is producing and on the other side is consuming. And so if you look at this on a line that producing is, you know, making the content, being the curator of your own, you know, experience. And then on the, the other side is the other person that's just viewing it. But then in the mid in the middle is the pure use of social media, which is your engagement. Okay, I created this thing. Now someone that's consuming it can also feel like a producer because they're interacting with me, the producer. And then we can both grow together by making by evolving this, by by taking the production or whatever that content is, and then forming it together like a piece of clay, you know, mm-hmm. and creating mm-hmm. the next evolution of it. And that's what's the best part about social media. Like and I just want to bring this up for lip service sake because I still think it's really messed up that this happened, is that Facebook kind of does have carte blanche on their, like, when when people, when they went to uh, court, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, the hearings around yeah. them. But, I mean, like, when they went to that, it basically said, like, hey, we have our terms of service. You can read them, and if you don't like them, you don't need to use a service. But at the same time, like, you should know what we do. Case in point, that there was a study that they did on 10,000 people. So Facebook, they, they grabbed just a random sample size of 10,000 people. And they would show them more negative-based things and uh, just negative-based content because, you know, Facebook can more or less put whatever they want in front of you. Mm -hmm. And based on that content, they would monitor if you were using more negative pronouns in your posts Mm -hmm. or negative, you know, words and how how you were... It it turned into, hey, let's show these people negative stuff and see if that makes them feel negative, which ultimately made 10,000 people feel depressed in one way or another. And that's the messed up part about like social media in general is that sometimes you might be feeling bad and therefore you might, and, and I'm not saying that there's a conspiracy theory that Facebook's giving you negative stuff, but when you feel bad, I mean, everybody can't feel great all the time. Uh, listener, I, 
it is completely irrational to feel not great. I mm-hmm. want you to know that. Please don't feel like you need to be 100% all the time. Actually, Ken, you have to go see the Lego 2 movie. They literally <sighs> have a song about how being awesome all the time is an unrealistic Ooh, expectation. I love that. It's it's a very wholesome movie, and I feel like it yeah. fits right into the groove of this yeah. podcast. But that's what I mean is that if you're feeling down, and so you go through, you go on a binge of Facebook stuff that's all kind of like sad and negative, then you might be more apt in the future to get sad and negative posts that are like recommended to you by Facebook, and then it creates this feedback loop of feeling not great. And that's the rough part about social media and any sort of feed in general is that the algorithms that run them are trying to guess what you like. And sometimes you like other things and sometimes you like the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it can't guess that. It's not a mind reader. It tries really hard, but it's never going to be 100% that like, this is exactly what I want to see. You know who knows exactly what you want to see? You do. So Mm -hmm. if you want to go watch a TV show or if you want to go play a video game or if you want to go like go for a jog, go play some sports, go have some fun, go for it. Like, Enjoy the the things that you enjoy, but don't let something out of your control take that from you. So let me actually, the, mm-hmm. I think the main reason I wanted to be on was I kind of want to talk yeah. about the ways you can use technology to fight back against this. Perfect. So here's the, yeah. So the kind of the big point here is, first of all, understand that these platforms, their goal is to monetize your attention. Mm-hmm. They want you to spend your time there. And so they're going to try to show you the coolest, craziest things without much interest in how it makes you feel personally. Mm-hmm. So you have to just accept that out of the gate. It doesn't matter if you're on TikTok, mm-hmm. TikTok, TikTok, yeah. Or are you um, saying my breath stinks? Yes, thanks. And I'm right here. And uh, <laughs> or you're on Facebook, or you're on Twitter, or whatever. Their goal is to get you to stay there as long as you can. YouTube will literally penalize creators who redirect people away from their platform. Mm-hmm. So understand that's built into the business model, but. There are things you can do to get around that. You can, if there's just parts of the platform, like if you know you're just using these platforms for messaging or for whatever you're doing, understand that that is where you live. If I'm just using it to talk to my friends, my girlfriend, my brother, Mm -hmm. then I don't need the Facebook posts and Facebook feed stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times when I post to Facebook, I use an app called Buffer because it lets me post to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter Mm -hmm. without ever actually having to go there. Yeah, because then you you could accidentally just start scrolling through the feed. And it's it's even worse because they're your friends. You want to see what your friends are doing, and then you see other people's stuff and random stuff, and it just keeps going. That's how they know they're going to keep you there because Mm -hmm. if this was a bunch of people I never met before, yeah, I wouldn't care that much. I'd still think it's pretty cool. I wouldn't care. Once your own friends, there's that Mm -hmm. baggage that comes with it. Yeah. The other thing, and I'm proud of my friends. You guys are doing great. Thank you for listening to my podcast. (laughs) And then the other thing is that a lot of the times, the emotions you're feeling, this loneliness, this anxiety, it is a completely natural human emotion, Mm -hmm. and it's easy to get into a feedback loop where you feel bad, so you think that it's bad that you feel bad, so you feel worse. Yeah. Or you're thinking that like I should be my friends did this cool thing. I wish I'd done that cool thing. Mm-hmm. Now you're resentful of your friend. Now you're upset that you're resentful of your friend because yeah. you love your friend. Yeah, like why would I do that? I love them. They're a great person. And at the end of the day, they probably saw you do something cool and wish mm-hmm. they'd done it too. So the important thing is to break down that barrier. Don't think that what you see on that post is how that person's feeling, how that person's thinking. Yeah. You, if you ever want to, you should reach out to your friend. And you can use lots of interesting technologies to make reaching out easier. For instance, I like to stay in touch with my family, but I am a busy guy who is doing side projects, work, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have, and I'll admit to this, built a automated service mm-hmm. that will periodically text my family just a, hey, how are you doing? Hey, thinking about you, whatever. 
So that first message, I admit, is automated, mm-hmm. but it invites a conversation. It's yeah. telling the world that I am in this moment making myself available. Yeah. That other people should tell me how they're feeling because I want to know. I care about my family. I care about my friends. And when I don't have time, like God knows that everyone has gotten so busy that at some point their family is like, you never talk to yeah. us. What's going on? <laughs> you can use tools like, and I'll, the service that I like to use the most because I've used it to automate a lot of things, it's called If This Then That. Yep. F- or uh, I-F-T-T-T. Yeah. So I-F and then three T's. Mm-hmm. It's a free service. You can sign up with Google or Facebook, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And or your email. You can link it to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all sorts of tools. And I've used it to just automate sending text messages because throughout the week, I'm a busy guy. Like, there's no mm-hmm. universe in which we live in our modern adult world and aren't busy people. Mm-hmm. But that never should mean that you shouldn't reach out, you should feel isolated, or that people don't want to talk to you. The moment you step through that wall, that line of thinking that people don't want to talk to you is the moment that you take the first step towards feeling connected again. Yeah, yeah. And that helps you break out that loop. Yeah, it it becomes a fight or flight that either is like, they don't want to talk to me, so I shouldn't talk to them. It's like, they don't, I feel like they don't want to talk to me, so I should confirm or deny that by reaching out and seeing how they are. And Kutzkazat took the time. In a nutshell, look them up on YouTube. They did an episode on loneliness and they point that out. It's just that, it is natural for you to feel this way, mm-hmm. but you are everyone is special and unique in a way that is special and unique to them. Just because someone's better than you at, it could be a lot of things, mm-hmm. that person can never be you. You are you. Yeah. And in that same way, you should never feel like, just like Kian says, you are enough. So mm-hmm. when you reach out to people, if people don't want to reach back, it's probably because they're very busy or they have a lot going on, mm-hmm. or if they really don't want to reach back, that's their loss. Because yeah. as long as you're being a genuine open person who's open to interacting with people as they are, there's no reason why someone shouldn't want to talk to you. Yeah. And I, everybody should just watch that video, the loneliness one from Kurtz Gazette or In a Nutshell, because they talk about how like, if you're feeling lonely, here are signs and you can self-diagnose a little bit, but it mostly says like, if you're really feeling that lonely, sometimes that becomes its own feedback loop of mm-hmm. like, well, by uh, when you're alone, you start to overanalyze what people think. And by uh, like overanalyzing that, then you feel like you can't reach out because this and that. And it becomes just this whole mess. And that like that can all be solved by just trying to, trying to create ways that can help, which like meditation, reaching out, or any way that you can connect with another human being is really important. I'll give one last piece of advice, mm-hmm. which is I think you made a really excellent point earlier about how lots of people are trying to crib off Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So I always enjoyed the concept of stories. Like I still post Facebook stories, even though I myself wasn't particularly keen on posting to my own timeline. And I mm-hmm. still don't like to. Like I'll only post stuff to my Facebook page about my podcast. I still mm-hmm. won't post things about me to my timeline. Because you, there's easy to feel a idea of self-censorship there the mm-hmm. problem with the internet is it's this permanent form of memory where anything you do no matter how embarrassing or how interesting can live forever mm-hmm. so the idea of a story is it's supposed to be very conducive to how human memory works if you really want to break it down like we are very keen to share something in the moment mm-hmm. and then over time that thing fades like that's no longer at the forefront of what we're doing yeah so first it makes you easier for you not to dwell on your past successes thinking why am i not succeeding as much now yeah but it's also an easy way for you to understand that stories are more true 
to how people are living their lives than a Facebook wall. When you see accomplishments summed up over a year, it's easy for you to think, why am I not achieving that much in a week? Mm -hmm. But when you see a person post something to their story... Like they just got coffee or whatever. Yeah, like I just got coffee and stuff. Cool. Go live your life. Yeah. That's you. I could go get coffee right now. Yeah, but it's bigger than that because that thing you posted is for whoever wants to see it. Mm -hmm. So I think the three takeaways I was trying to get at were, one, understand what these platforms are built for mm-hmm. and understand. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. You know what we're going to do right now? Oh. You need to, you need to tell future Cameron this. You need to make sure that he remembers. So you might want to send a letter to future Cameron about the things you just learned today. This is a reply all to future Cameron, future <laughs> Kian, and future listeners too. There we go. I want you to remember these platforms, they're focused on monetizing and I'm happy to come back and do a whole breakdown of how sure. these platforms actually make their money. Yeah. But I want you to understand that their goal is to keep you there and keep your attention. Mm-hmm. So if you are feeling bad or whatever, that is a bit of a trick to get you to keep browsing, and you should never feel bad. Number two, understand what parts of the platform you're actually using and why. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't actually use these platforms to make events or pages or whatever. I'll make Facebook chats to help coordinate with friends, and I realized I only use the chat function, so I got as far off the platform as I could, mm-hmm. and I found other services that could augment that, because it was easier for me to have that service where I could just jump in, yeah. message people if I want to, or just leave it shut the whole time and never think about it. And then the third thing is to remember that you are not the only one feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Technology is anxiety-inducing yeah. because our brains have lived for millennia yeah. <laughs> without these squares in our pockets. Yeah. And so it's easy to understand that we're not built for this. And that should never make you think that just because people aren't reaching out to you and being open with you on these platforms doesn't mean they don't want to talk to you. You are an amazing person. You should feel like you're worth talking to because you absolutely absolutely are. And I strongly encourage you that if you think there's someone you would want to reach out to, take out your phone right now, shoot them a text, shoot them a message, whatever, because yeah. it's easy for people to get busy in their own lives. That doesn't mean they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And that brings me to my letter to Future Keon. And so Future Keon, I really hope that you're listening to your big brother right now with what, everything he just <laughs> said. But uh, also you, you're you acknowledging that when you're using, trying to break what's called Break the Twitch, there's a YouTube channel that talks about it. And it's really great where you're not just taking out your phone and scrolling through the news feed mindlessly. You're using these apps for what they're intended to be as tools. So tools to engage with people, tools to communicate with your friends, communicate with people that uh, you enjoy and enjoy what they're doing, and not just being a consumer, but you're also being a producer and engaging. So I really hope that you're taking that to heart, you're doing it every day, and that you are trying to make sure you don't go crazy with this whole social media, you know, uh, minefield that's out there. So um, yeah, Cameron, I would uh, thank you so much for coming on. I You got to plug that show. Uh, yeah. Tell me all about it. So speaking of reaching out, we are sweating the small stuff. Mm-hmm. the show um you can find us at small stuff pod on twitter instagram and facebook you can mm-hmm. tweet at us or message at us or anything with hashtag small stuff pod or hashtag swing the small stuff mm-hmm. my brother has been courteous enough to <laughs> co-host a few episodes with me my girlfriend samantha has also been just an absolute gem and mm-hmm. helped me get through some of the more insanely technical topics uh yeah. and yeah i encourage you if you have small stuff that you're sweating over whether it's just getting stressed out in your own life 
or why where do starships in Star Wars come from? This is <laughs> I did an episode on this, and I'm going to keep doing research because it is it's a question really good. it has plagued my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been a long time coming that you come to my podcast because <laughs> I've been on yours a couple times. So I'm glad we we have this time to do it. And yeah, um, yeah you can find the, me and all my stuff for lock uh, at uh, Lockcast L A W K Cast uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and. Uh, just however you want to reach out. Also, lockcast uh, at gmail.com if you want to message me, see what's going on. And Cameron, thank you again. Is there a, uh, as as this has been a rough topic and a little bit, not rough, but I mean, you know, a little a little serious, is there a, a joke off the top of your head that you could think that would be super fun to say? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Kian. Yes. Did you know that the giant squid is twice the size of the average school bus, but can only hold half as many children? <laughs> that's that's a good mental picture (laughs) thank you Cameron for coming on Um, thank you future Keon for listening and future Cameron for listening and I hope everybody's doing well having a great day and let's keep ourselves on lock thanks for listening so I hope you enjoyed that episode I'm not padding for episodes you're padding for episodes anyway if you are interested in checking out more you can find his website lockcast l-a-w-k-cast dot com or you can find him on social media at lockcast on twitter instagram and facebook you can find swaying the small stuff now at smallstuff.show so we have a brand new url and we also are on social media at smallstuffshow on instagram twitter and facebook and we also have a YouTube, and it might be a little harder to get in touch there. But no matter where you get in touch, we really hope you'll reach out and tell us the small stuff that you're sweating. If you're really liking the show, please do share it with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes so that other people can find us more easily. Uh, one last thing, we want to give a shout out to Kian and thank him for letting us use the audio from his episode in this episode. And as always, remember, from movies to media to the world around us, it's details like these that make it worth sweating the small stuff. Small stuff.